This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This is Behind the Rose, where Bachelor Nation meets country music and everything in between. Here's your host, Blake Horseman. Hello and welcome to another episode of Behind the Rose Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Horseman, here with my buddy as usual, Eric Bradley. And today we have singer-songwriter Sean Stemley. Today we talked to Sean about how he earned his nickname, Sean Deere, from sharpening his singing skills in a tractor, how he thought he created the term Kentuckiana, and the story behind his new song, Hello You Up. But first, let's talk about this last weekend, Memorial Day weekend here in Denver, me and E stayed here home in Denver, which is actually, it was nice. It was really nice to be back home. Got just as drunk as we did in Chicago and Nashville. No, more drunk. I got more drunk. You got, you got, yeah. But Friday night, played a gig here, Mile High Spirits. Shout out to Mile High Spirits. I made my DJ debut. <laughs> he hit we the confetti. Switched, we switched places for four minutes. <laughs> a hell of a time. I mean, over... I mean, we had roughly close to probably 900 people, right? Yeah, eight to 900. Yeah, eight to 900 people came out throughout the night. And gosh, you know, we had like all of our meet and greets that didn't get tickets or anything. So I mean, yeah, we were thanks probably- to the listeners, like pay attention to our Instagram page. Go follow us at Behind the Rose Podcast. Every city we go to, we'll be giving away meet and greets. Yep. Including here every month in Denver. We'll mix it up and do something different every time. Yeah. And yeah, because it's really cool meeting the winners and listeners of the show. It's always great, yeah, li- meeting listeners of, of our podcast. So, um, so thanks for coming out, everybody who came out to meet and greet, um, and then also uh, everybody who came out to the show was incredible. It was amazing. Denver is back, baby. Denver is back, and honestly, back and better than ever, stronger than ever because that crowd was absolutely insane. They're gonna we're putting together a little uh, promo video, and I can't wait for that to drop because that's going to be fun to see. That's going to be really fun to see. And what Saturday night we went to Grizzly Rose. Eric danced. You guys, Eric was on the dance floor two step in. What did you say? Two step in. I just I just gave Seaforth a new song to write about. Two step in <laughs> and Yeezys. Two step in and Yeezys. Guys, that might be the top 5 drunk I've seen Eric and the other four were also at, at Grizzly Rose. Well, no, number 1 was in San Diego. <laughs> You're right. Number 1 was probably in San Diego. Uh, but this was up there, man. This was up there. Seeing you out on that dance floor at one point, I was like, no. That was pretty cool to see. You need to get out there more often. We're going to teach you to dance. Well, that's why I was telling one of our buddies. My goal by the end of the year is to grow a mullet, <laughs> get some cowboy boots, learn how to dance, and then go out while like one of my good friends, like Low Cash or Michael Ray, whoever comes through like the Grizzly Rose, and I just steal the show right there in the front. And they're just like, <laughs> stop playing music. You're like, who the fuck? Is that Eric Brown? Is, is that Eric? Where'd this happen? Spinning a dame around <laughs> the floor. <laughs> the mullet might be kind of hard, bro. You got that curly hair. Oh, yeah, but I could, but it gets curly if I grow it out. Yeah. Why haven't mm-hmm. you do it? I don't know. Don't get a haircut the rest of the year. Uh, so, yeah, that was quite the night as well. Um, and then Sunday, we basically didn't do Well, we did go to Mile High again on Sunday. Sunday, fun day. Yeah, a little, there. what was it? Hoedown? What did it, what was it? What did they call it? Uh, yeah, showdown, hoedown, throwdown. Hoedown, throwdown. Yeah, we turned Mile High Spirits into a into a honky tonk. Yeah, it was fun. Bit. Like line mm-hmm. dancing, swing dancing. It was actually really fun. Yeah, um, a really good turnout. Really good. It's turnout. really funny if uh, was it Copper Road? Yeah, comes Co- on, yeah, that or, kept uh, coming on. Or Cupid Shuffle comes on. Blake is back, guys. And I was so fucking tired. But as soon as that fucking Copperhead Road song comes on, I got to get out there and steal the show. I got to get out there and show. I was the only guy out there dancing. Everybody, all the rest was like forty girls. You need you need to learn that 
line dance too. It's easy, super yeah. easy. Well, I can do the Cupid super Shuffle. That's easy. That's the Cupid Shuffle. It tells you what to do in the song. Yeah, yeah. To the left, to the left, to the right, <laughs> yeah. to the right. Not hard. Now kick. Now kick. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Copperhead Road one though is fun too, and it's super easy. Yeah, you get a little too into that. Yeah, I get. I'm way waiting too for you to kick one of these ladies in the face. I'm always sweating so bad after. I I wake up sore the next day whenever I do that <laughs> fucking dance. I wake up sore. I get into it. That's when you take your caliper CBD. <laughs> Yo, shout out to caliper <laughs> they, they're bad, they'd pay a little extra for that no no yeah um, but yeah and then we were both home in bed uh before dark yeah how to watch the avalanche game it, yeah, it's a great it. time in sports here in denver other than the rockies so abs looking good nuggets yeah hopefully they could pull it out no we me and eric went to the nuggets game last night and uh wow best playoff game i've ever been to best individual performance i've best ever NBA seen game i've personally ever been to but yeah you're probably mm-hmm. right like that was an incredible performance by day. I mean, we still got the W, yeah. but <laughs> I don't know how we got the W after blowing incredible. a 20 point lead. But yeah. Also, big week coming up. Bachelor at Premier. Katie. Ooh. Excited about that. It's gonna be a lot of work for for this show. We got like four seasons back to back to back. <laughs> Every Monday for the next six months is it's gonna be long. But yeah, I'm excited. Excited for Katie's season. Uh, it's going to be a good one. I've heard a lot of different things. Um, some twists and turns and drama. Saw the trailers. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting season. But uh, yeah, I'm excited, man. It's been a long off season. So Katie's season that premieres next month. It premieres Monday. I never thought I'd say I'm in off season and it's over around the Bachelorette. You know, we got a long off season. Now we don't get another one for a while. Yeah, because we go straight from this into Paradise into another Bachelorette. Into Bachelorette, into Bachelor. Which, it, but uh, is there going to be a Bachelor? Because... Obviously, we'll you think that this is we'll the see. last, or this is the last Bachelorette. They haven't signed yet. <laughs> they haven't signed yet. It has not been. Uh, well, there's two seasons of dudes to pick from. So but we'll see. We'll see. Tune in on Monday. Uh, we'll have our recap. Yeah, Tuesday morning we'll be out. Yeah, Tuesday morning we'll be out first thing. We'll give you all the, the deets, on that on that episode. So is there anything else? Any other kind of? We're not a big tea gossipy episode, but a lot of people left for paradise. I know that. I'm yeah, seeing who's and gone to paradise already. You're still here, so I guess you're not going to the I beach. ain't going. I tried to tell you all out there. <laughs> I ain't going. But yeah, there's 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 some interesting people going to paradise. We'll there just say is. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll just say that. That's going to be fun to recap because I am not going to hold back on that. <laughs> I'm going to fucking... What were your thoughts on uh, Tyler, Matt, Rachel, double dating and Montauk this weekend? I think it's great. No, I'm happy. I do want people to realize we knew things behind the scenes when you're talking about Matt and Rachel. I already knew they were already fucking talking and hanging out for the record. So when all you guys freaking coming at us saying we're a bunch of fucking assholes, uh, we already knew they were talking at that point, guys. So uh, yeah, I like Tyler's like, and I love this about him. He's completely fallen off, which I love. He's like not fallen off. He's just separated himself from Bachelor Nation, which is great. Good for him. Yeah, it's like he got in, got out. Got in, made that bag, fucking got that bag, secured that bag, and got out. And, like, obviously, I come from that NFL world. He was an NFL player, yeah. Colton NFL guy. It's like, it's just a different mindset. It's like you're trained going into this a little bit more than Colton didn't get out. Colton got in, stayed in, still kind of in. <laughs> kind of got out. Tyler did the right thing. Tyler <laughs> he, did the right thing. Colton gave them the big F you every time he could. No, oh, yeah, that's very true. He did. He did. But um, yeah, I'm excited. To, I mean, I think Matt and Rachel are gonna are gonna be great together. I really do. So Even if they don't last, like shit, they gave him a shot. Let them live. Like let them be happy. She's happy. Yeah. 
So yeah, make sure you turn in to our uh, recap for Monday's episode, the premiere of KD season. But coming up, our conversation with Sean Stemmel, Behind the Rose. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thanks for joining us, Sean. Thanks for having me, bro. Appreciate you. Absolutely, man. Congrats, man. You're, you're uh, up and coming. I can't wait to hear you on the radio, man. It's going to come quick. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. We'll see you at the show soon. Hey, that's where we thrive, man. You know, the radio, I can wait, but. The show—that's that's what I signed up for. So I'm, it's gonna be good to get back to it. Yeah, absolutely. I was just saying, yeah. you got anything like kind of coming? Like, is there light at the end of the tunnel, if you will, for you? Yeah, I mean, we start next weekend, and then the rest of the year is pretty much shows again. Hell yes, man! That's what we like to hear. We're gonna start. We're gonna start in my hometown at this big old marina bar. So right there on the river so it'll be fun that'll be fun hometown show yeah it's always a, a shit show every time i go there so yeah i bet so where, where exactly are you from like my mom is from madisonville kentucky and my dad is from a town called newburgh in indiana so it's like right outside of evansville right there so i grew up in like the river bottoms and in, in southern indiana mainly but my pretty much my whole family lives in kentucky okay all right that's why I always say Kentucky and anytime somebody asks where I'm from, because, you know, split up parents, they can make things complicated. So yeah, <laughs> that's cool. I like that, though. I've never heard that Kentucky Anna. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought I was clever. I thought I made it up. My buddy was like, dude, you didn't make that up. I've heard it a thousand times and I Googled it. And it was it said like the Southern Indiana Kentucky border has been called Kentucky Anna since 1850. I'm like <laughs> some clever ass dude back in the day done made it up. Before I did. <laughs> uh, so what was it like growing up down there, man? Like what did as far as like your musical influence and stuff? Like when did you realize like growing up there like ooh, I like this music thing is like something I want to do? You know, it wasn't something I wanted to do until I was probably like 22 years old. Oh wow, really? Like, I didn't even know that I could sing until I was about. 19 almost 20 oh wow i'd say but i grew up on mostly rock both my parents are huge 80s rock people my dad is like the biggest van halen fan you've ever met motley crew ozzy osbourne um my mom is a giant reo speedwagon fan um journey she has a Steve Perry's belt, and I don't want to know how the hell she got it. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. So my mom partied back in the day, apparently. But yeah, and then I, you know, I grew up, you know, in my era. I was born in '94, so I remember saving up for like the the Stained Break the Cycle album. Wow. All the Nickelback stuff, you know, Limp Bizkit, all that. So, and then I, I kind of discovered country on my own whenever I was like 15 listen to it on my own so i was listening to a lot of like justin moore and then i discovered the older people and then like josh thompson was the thing back then and you know i kind of just figured it out by myself and then whenever i was 19 i was uh growing up like my whole entire life was tractors that's all i ever did my, my dad and my grandpa uh, run an excavating company huh. and uh it's it's a big big operation like 56 machines 15 dump trucks seven semis and that's that's what i did my entire life before music and uh, i had a lot of alone time in the cab of a tractor so yeah i bet 
one day whenever I was 19 years old, I was working, uh, working a disc and I started singing along to Brooks and Dunn songs on the radio. And I was like, damn, this like doesn't suck. You know I mean? I, <laughs> I don't know. And then I, I made a Vine account and started doing Vines a little bit. And, Do it for the Vine. <laughs> yeah, I was doing it for the Vine six seconds. It was easy back then. All you got to do is six seconds. Now it's like you got to do a minute or three minutes. But yeah. Yeah. And then back then, I, you know, I found this guy named Luke Combs on Vine. He had 5,000 followers at the time. He was just a big old dude with a ponytail back then. <laughs> and he just had, I wanted to do what he did on the social media stuff. And I, I tried to, and I got made fun of so much in my hometown that I quit for a while. And uh, my buddy, a couple of years down the road, my buddy Austin convinced me to start trying to write songs. And I was, I was probably about 22. And then I moved to Nashville when I was 23. Wow. That's interesting, man. Cause like we, I love hearing everybody's like different stories, but I think that's the first one where you started way late. Like a lot of people, you know, when they're like young, five, six years old, they kind of figure it out. They're like, Ooh, I can, like you said, like, Ooh, I don't suck. But like at 19, man. And that's, I feel like at that age, you're risking a lot more. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you definitely like put your life on hold, Absolutely. like chase a dream. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's in my, like where I'm from, nobody does it. You know, it's like, it's not like it's like Georgia where you got mm-hmm. a bunch of musicians and like anywhere in the South, I feel like, you know, every town has two or three cover bands or whatever. In my town, nobody does this. So wow. um, it was different for everybody and everybody doubted it and all that stuff. And, you know, I've always been like kind of an outsider. I've always just done my own thing. Like everybody, like everybody had their cliques in high school, like the jocks and the preps. And I was always just Sean Deere. <laughs> That's all I've ever been. And I, I'm glad that I have that mentality because I probably wouldn't be here for, for that, honestly. Dude, I was gonna say it, it takes a lot of guts. It yeah. takes a lot of guts. So, I mean, just in general, it takes a lot of guts. Yeah, later in life, you know, 19, 20, 21, where you can you kind of like, well, like let's start over almost, you know, like let's do something that I've never done before. So props, man, respect because that yeah, that takes sure. a lot of guts. Thank you. So you talked about like your your writing music and everything. Do you write like mostly write all your music? And if you do, like what's your process when it comes to like writing your songs? Um, I mean, as of right now, the songs that are out, I've probably written half of them. Uh, okay. But I got a thing where, you know, I, I know my history in country music. I study every artist that I look up to. I study everything they do. It's kind of like that Kobe mentality, you know, where you look at who you consider the goat and you just follow that. Yep. You try to be the, like as much of that as you can. And, you know, in, in my case, it was Brooks and Dunn, Alan Jackson, George Strait, and you know, all those guys. And none of them wrote all their songs. Um, they got the best song. That's how it works. And so my 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 rule of thumb is the best song wins as long as I can go out and play it and mean it and be authentic about it. I'm not just going to cut a song just because it sounds cool. I don't cut songs unless I can mean every single word I'm saying, because whenever you're on a stage live, people can see that shit whenever you don't. Amen. And I, I've I've learned that the hard way where, you know, we'll we'll play certain songs that I thought sounded cool. And the audience don't react like they do whenever I, you know, I wrote the song or I, I cut the song that meant that to me. And uh, I think, like, for example, as far as I know, that song that I got, I didn't even write that song. And I remember hearing it and I was like, holy shit, like, this is exactly, I've been through this exact, like, every lyric in that song, weirdly, you would think I wrote it because I've been through that same exact situation, like, to the word. Like left turn by the big church and all that stuff. Oh shit! Like literally word for word. Yeah, wow. that, that's that's what I'm talking about. Like when I heard that song, I was like, "Wow, you know, I could have wrote this." So that's kind of my thing. You know, I I write every single day, but some of my songs might be for other artists. Some might be for me. I just I just love writing songs and and 
I just got a lot to say. So, mm-hmm. so tell us about your, your new song. Hello, you up. I love like the storytelling in a song and in, in, you know, like when, when artists kind of discuss things in like in a storyline aspect and in that, and that is that like, I love that song because of the storyline in it. Yeah, dude. Hello, you up. It was kind of a, a weird thing how that came about. I, uh, I was on vacation only vacation I've taken in like four years, probably. And it was in the middle of the pandemic. We went to Tampa and I was on the beach and I was a little bit, a little bit inebriated on tequila, you know, as you're (laughs) on the beach. Expected. And it was windy as hell that day. And I got a a text from my label president. He's like, dude, I got a song that you have to hear right now. We need to know if you want it right now. I'm like, dude, what? I'm like, I'm on vacation. And he's like, you have to hear it. And it was windy. I couldn't, I was like trying to listen to my phone. I could not hear it. And um, I put a, a beach towel over my head and put my headphones in. And I was just like laying like face down in the sand trying to hear this. And all I could hear was the chorus. And I was like, hell yeah, let's take yeah. it. And yeah. um, I didn't know who wrote it or anything. And it ended up being uh, one of my best friends now, John Byron, who's uh, signed a big loud as a writer now. And, uh, you know, since then, me and him have written probably three songs that are going on my project, I'd say. And it's just like one of the wow. things. That's the best thing I got out of that song is, is a good friend. But um, that's pretty cool. I mean, that's how I got the song. You know, I, I it's another one of those things where I cut it. I was like, I've been through this, you know, and I'm sure everybody else has been through it too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Amen. When I listen to it too, like, like I said, it kind of re- like I could relate to the song, yeah. you know, I could like feel the, the lyrics and everything. Cause yeah, we've all probably been through something very similar <laughs> to the old hello you up. And I love tequila. So the tequila don't kill a pain line. It, it registers for me because I, I switched over to mainly tequila about a year and a half ago because I'm huh. a bourbon guy and uh bourbon don't like, uh, it doesn't like the whole like weight loss thing. So <laughs> not <laughs> at all. No, I hear I'm a big tequila guy too. I switched tequila like probably three or four years ago. I switched tequila um, and haven't looked back. <laughs> like, no, I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. I've tried to get him to do the tequila thing, man. Fucking hate it. Definitely, you got to get adjusted to it. No doubt. You do. Yeah. I think it's just like, we, we drink so much shitty tequila when we're younger. That's like, you don't have an appreciation for the good shit. Now it all tastes the same to me. <laughs> cheap tequila ain't nothing compared to cheap bourbon. See, I've never had cheap bourbon. I don't, I'm not a big bourbon guy. See, I'm, a, I'm a massive bourbon guy, but I went from bourbon to vodka for the weight loss thing. Cause now I'm, I'm trying to be a skinny bitch. So <laughs> <laughs> I love a good vodka Red Bull. That's my pre-show mix up right there. Yeah. I'd- Actually, I kind of switched because, um, I kind of get the best of both worlds. I'll take that rain energy. Oh, you got to switch to rowdy. Rowdy, yeah, we're doing rowdy. Yeah, rowdy. rowdy. Is that an energy drink? Yeah, it's uh, it's Kurt Busch. Dude, I'm down to try that. Shoot. Yeah, man, it's good. It's really good. Like the NASCAR driver. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's really good. Just check it out. Any of those good flavored energy drinks? Mix that shit with Tito's, baby. Oh yeah. Appreciate it. Hydrate, dehydrate at the same time. Available <laughs> for your arteries and all that. But <laughs> you die at a young age, but hell, it's it's, yeah. it's worth it. <laughs> it's a lifestyle before before you uh, play shows and yeah. Do you have any other like interesting like I don't know traditions, if you will, or you know, um, like before you go on stage or before you you do shows or anything? Do you have any like weird, funny things that you do? Um, I mean, gosh, dude, it's been so damn long since I've even played. So. <laughs> um, I do that. We do. We always do a pre-show shot. We do the prayer circle. And before that, I'm pretty much in the green room, like screaming and making weird noises. So I can hold my <laughs> that's, so that's about the weirdest thing. I, I sound like a dying hyena in there. Like, <laughs> I would, I'd hate to be the person on the other side of the door. 
<laughs> what the hell's going on in there? <laughs> There's some National Geographic shit going on in the other room. Yeah. You know? We talked about quarantine a little bit. Do you think quarantine has helped you, you know, as a musician, like whether it be songwriting or, you know, songwriting or whether it be, I don't know, you know, just certain things about your life or do you, are you like ready? Like the F with, I mean, I'm sure you are the F with quarantine, like let me out there out of the gates kind of thing. Or do you think like quarantine was something good for you as far as your career? I mean, the whole situation sucks obviously, but um, yeah, it helps a lot. Whenever you're not busy on the road, it gives you more time to write and find out who the hell you actually are, you know, Mm -hmm. because, you know, like we talked about, I haven't been doing this for very long. And um, everybody's idea of the music industry is like a system. And that's really not the case whatsoever. The artists, you know, can do whatever the hell they want. I mean, if you're an artist and you believe in something, you can fight for it. And that's that's Mm -hmm. what I've discovered. I found myself way more during this pandemic thing as an artist, you know, I'm just pretty much dug back to my roots. I went home a lot and, and just thought about things. And I was like, this is always who I'll be. I just have a different job now. That's about yeah. the only difference. So yeah. I've, I've been writing a lot about back home and, uh, you know, the songs are way better now. And it, it's, it's been, uh, it's actually been a blessing, honestly, yeah. having this off time from the road. And now we can go play all these new, I mean, I bet I've written 150 songs. Wow. Awesome. Hell yeah, man. Now we can get back to it and, and we have a clear understanding of what the hell we want to do and who we are, you know? So, mm-hmm. you know, the whole band likes the songs more, you know, I, I'm lucky enough to bring in one of my best friends from back home. He just, I just hired him as my tour manager. So we're ready to get back to it with the new shit. Man. That's cool. I, I'm like, I'm super excited. Cause I, a lot of musicians have said the same as you, like it's been a blessing in disguise. So I'm so excited to see some of the music that's going to come out of quarantine because people have had time to sit down and write rather like, cause like people don't understand how busy you are on the road. Like, it's not like people like can like, you know, you're exhausted or you're, or you're playing like there's one or the other. So it's hard to write on the road. And I don't think people realize that. So it's going to be really exciting. Yeah. I mean, what a lot of people like what a lot of people don't understand about being an artist is most of us have artist development deals at, at pub companies, which means we're songwriters as well. So we'll go on the road Thursday to Sunday. We'll have Sunday evening. Sometimes it depends how long the drive back is, but we'll have Sunday evening to, to kind of just like reset. And then on Monday you're writing, mm-hmm. you're doing meetings Tuesday, you're writing, doing meetings Wednesday, writing, doing meetings Thursday, you leave. Yeah. I mean, it, there ain't no like weekends. I guess the shows are, maybe like a weekend, but I mean, we're working the whole you're time. You're working. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's what people don't realize. So you're working. Like it looks like they're having fun. Don't get me wrong. But like they're working too, you know? Yeah. A musician's Friday is a Monday. Yeah. That's why like in Nashville, like you go to Midtown and Monday is always popping. It's all those industry people. Cause we all were on the road and all that stuff. So on Monday nights, we kind of, we party a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a totally opposite universe from the normal world. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it is. It is. It's very different than obviously like a normal nine to five and like what yeah. most people, people work in, but that's why it's so exciting. That's why that this industry is so, so fun and stuff. So, Absolutely. so I want to get into kind of what you got coming up next and some of your, some of your uh, uh, new music and everything. So we'll do that right after this. All right, man. So you talked about some of the 150 songs that you wrote or anything. Is there one, and I know you probably can't give away too much, but is there one that kind of sticks out to you that you're like really excited to kind of let other people listen to? Um, dude, there's, there's honestly a bunch of them. We've already recorded six. We got one called if heaven had a weekend. That's pretty good. But oh, my, I like that. We wrote it like based on my grandpa who passed and, um, there's, 
can't be me. There's uh, outskirts coming. There's product of a small town. This new music is this more because I I love your background in like rock music and everything. So do these these mu- these songs and like you know I know some some of your current songs have that, but they have the edge as far as like the rock in it and stuff. Because I love that in country music. Way more. Oh, good. I love that. It's kind of like an early Aldine type thing. Mm, okay. So it's a balance of rock production mixed with country lyrics. And I've got the perfect producer for it because he discovered Nickelback. Oh, no shit. He produced (laughs) everything for Nickelback and wrote half the songs. And I'm just like, dude, people hate on Nickelback with that shit. I love Nickelback, man. My number one line on my Hinge profile says, and Nickelback is good. And like, I get so many (laughs) replies from that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, they're good. I I don't know where all that like negativity came from. And just like, I don't know if it's because Chad was a, a dick to Limp Biscuit or what. I don't know. I don't know where it started <laughs> either, but eventually it just kind of like caught on. Like now it was just cool. Like not like Nickelback, but like low key. They're, they're really good. Yeah. Crazy, dude. I don't, I don't get it. Like you're talking about a rock band that had multiple number ones on pop radio. That just don't happen. No. Yeah, I agree. It, just, it don't happen. And that producer you're talking about, is that Joey? Joey, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, awesome. He's, he's a savage. Yes, he is. And all in all ways, that some bitch is not scared to tell you what he thinks. Good, you need that on your corner though. You need it on your side. Yeah, for honest sure. people, honest people are always the best. Like everybody's yeah. like, dude, you ever get offended? Like whenever people are honest with you, I'm like, no. Yeah, I would rather that than somebody be fake as shit to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. gosh, damn, mm-hmm. I don't want a producer that's like just sugarcoating everything. Especially when it comes to your job, yeah, <laughs> like your career, yeah. like you want. Yeah, yeah. There's enough co-signers out there. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, there's not enough real ones that'll just keep it 100. Yeah. yeah. Joey's one of those dudes who just will tell how it is, man. He don't give a fuck. I love him. Well, damn, I'm looking forward to that. That Because that's the country I kind of like. I like the grittier, like, rock type country. So I'm looking forward to that, man. Keep an eye out for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you come to Denver at all? Do you know? Uh, In the fall, we might. To the Grizzly Rose or whatever. Yeah. So we're our podcast is partnered with the Grizzly Rose. So we'll definitely see you there if we're in town. That's been one of my bucket list venues for a while. Mm, Yeah. Everyone has played there and started there. Yeah. Yeah. We're going out to like Wyoming and Montana and all that. So I don't see why we couldn't just route that in there. Yeah. So it's not very far from like Laramie. Yeah. Yeah. Or Cheyenne. It's an hour from Cheyenne. Yeah. I'll talk to, I'll talk to Debbie and me about maybe routing that out there. Maybe we can open for somebody out there. I don't know. I don't know who's playing. But yeah, let us know because we'd love to come out and see you. But is there any any other stops on your tour that you're like super excited about? Like one that sticks out to you? Like like you said, kind of a bucket list type venue. All the festivals. Mm-hmm. Because I was so excited to play them last year. You know, <laughs> I, I haven't played any of these festivals before, so yeah. Yeah. we they were all on the schedule last year, and obviously that got shit on. So yeah. now we're <laughs> now we're uh, moving to this year. We got like faster horses. That's always been a bucket list. Tortuga. Country Fest in Ohio, all that stuff is is all bucket list shit, you know. Yeah, and I, I mean those Wyoming those Wyoming dates and stuff are cool too. They're with John Party. Oh, that'll be Pretty a fun sure like festival type things too. So it's like outdoors and those. Yeah, states. I love festival. I'm a big festival guy. So yeah, love festivals, especially country festivals, man. Oof. Faster horses is that the one in Michigan? Yeah, yeah. I've heard so many things about that one. I want to go to that one. That DJ Silver always tells us like that's his favorite festival to play. Dude, yeah. Michigan in general is one of my favorite states to play in. Those people are nuts. They are, man. Crazy. And they have some beautiful women in yeah. Michigan. Jeez, man. <laughs> They're everywhere, but yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> they get bored a lot because it snows. They got a lot of time to do their makeup. So there you go. <laughs> that's why I look at it. Those people, man, you bring them out to a concert and it's not like anything else. Yeah. I've actually never been to a concert in Michigan, actually. So we're gonna have to maybe we should go to Faster Horses, Eric. Yeah, <laughs> find a way to go to that. Shit. We and Hardy played at the uh 
Grand Rapids, the intersection. And that place was nuts. I mean, I, I got my in-ears and they like cancel sound or whatever. And I could like, my ears were still ringing from the crowd. Wow. Through my in-ears. Damn. Dude, what in the hell is going Where on? Are we? <laughs> and then we made the mistake of going out and hanging out in the crowd whenever Hardy was playing. That was not a good idea. Because yeah. they were like, hey, you want to rip shots, bud? You want to rip shots? <laughs> hey, there, there's a bunch of Canadians that came down too. You know how those you know, Canadians, they they love to party. Well, I mean, they their legal drinking age is 18. So yeah, they, they may be doing drink, it for a yeah. while. They've yeah. spilled more beer than I've drank. That's for damn sure. You know? Canadians are are the craziest sons of bitches, dude. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I love Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool, man. So is there is there a date kind of you have in mind as far as like when some new music's gonna drop, or is that kind of still in the works? I mean, I know you just, you know, you got Hello You Up. So everybody go listen to Hello You Up out there. Yeah, I mean, I think in June. My Hicks tape song will come out. Okay, cool. Oh, so that's kind of the next thing. I mean, I know it's not like my project, but um, I'm super excited about that. I can't give away like the title or anything, but it's it's going to be in June, I believe. Okay, so that's that's going to be really cool. And that's like I next know. month. Like that's soon. Actually, yeah. I, I look at the calendar. Fuck. Yeah, dude, the Hicks tape, all that stuff is freaking cool to me. Mm, you know, Joey, yeah. my producer, kind of gets the opportunity to redneckify his rock production, so it's. He, he just like nickelback rednecks everything it's really cool so, that's dope <laughs> that's um, awesome. yeah so that's gonna be cool and then after that i don't know i mean i'm sure it's gonna be within the next month after that yeah start pumping them out yeah we got a bunch of stuff recorded already we're just kind of deciding how to put it out and what to put out okay like the sequence of things so We'll see. Yeah, it'll definitely be within the next couple months. Okay, cool. So everybody, yeah, keep your eye out out there for some new stuff from Sean. Go listen to Hello You Up. And yeah, what, where can people like follow you and find you on social media, all that fun stuff? All my social media is just Sean Stanley. I'm the only one in the world. So it's pretty easy to... I would say easy enough, man. Some people have these crazy fucking... I honestly have a weird handle and like everybody has got a weird handle. So yeah. nice and simple. Go check out, go follow Sean Stemley. And yeah, man, I appreciate you coming on. It's great. Yeah, thank you. Thank y'all for having me. Appreciate you guys. Absolutely. We'll have you on again too, for sure. When uh, some new stuff starts coming out and stuff. So, And we'll see you out on the road. Yeah, we'll definitely see you on the road. Yeah. Hey, y'all y'all just hit me up whenever, you, uh, whenever we're playing close and you know, hang out with us backstage and all that shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow our Instagram at Behind the Rose Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, comment, like, and give us all five of those damn stars. Behind the Rose is recorded on site at the world famous Grizzly Rose or wherever we happen to be. See you next time, Behind the Rose. <laughs>